And in the next ayah, what does Allah say? Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, O you who have believed, ittaqullaha, fear Allah, wakunu, and you should be ma'asadiqeen with the truthful ones. Stay with those who are truthful. Stay, kunu. Why be with the truthful ones? Because when you will be with the truthful ones, then you can speak the truth. Then you can remain on the truth. You see, Ka'ab bin Malik, he could have easily left the truthful people, right? He could have easily left Medina, gone off and joined the people of Hassan. Couldn't he? He got an offer from there. He could have gone easily. And if he had gone, he would have been accepted for sure. But he did not leave the Sadiqeen. As difficult as it was to remain with the Sadiqeen, he did not leave their side. He did not leave them. And this is the lesson we learn. Remain with the right kind of people. Because they will correct you. As difficult as it is to bear this kind of isolation and rejection, as difficult as it is, but in the long run, it is what is best. I also want you to think about the mistake of Karbin Malik radiallahu anhu. Was he insincere? Was he? No. Did he not have the intention of going out with the Prophet ﷺ? He did. He had the intention. Even when the Prophet ﷺ left, he had the intention of going. He said, I'll just quickly get ready and go. But the chance didn't come. Because he did not avail it when it first came to him. What do we learn from this? That when we keep delaying things, what happens? Eventually, we lose the opportunity completely. And if we lose an opportunity, don't think of it like, oh well, khair inshallah, something else might come up. No. You just lost a very, very important thing. You just lost a major opportunity. You see, sin is of two kinds. Committing that which Allah has forbidden, and secondly, not doing what Allah has commanded. Even that is a sin. Karb bin Malik is being punished over here for 50 days. Why? Because he didn't do what he was commanded. We think sin is just doing certain wrong things. You know, alcohol and zina, and we don't do those kind of things. What do we learn from this? Procrastination is also a sin when it prevents you from doing what you have to do. So kunu ma'as-sadiqeen, stay with the honest, sincere people, so that you can also adhere to the truth, you can also follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as difficult as it is, don't leave them. Kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. Moving forwards, what lessons do we learn from this expedition? First of all, don't delay. Secondly, what do we learn? مَا كَانَ لِأَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ It is not fitting for the people of Medina. وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُمْ And whoever is around them, مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ From the Bedouins. Meaning the people who live inside Medina, and the people who live outside Medina. Those who live closest to the Prophet ﷺ. It does not befit them, and that يَتَخَلَّفُوا They remain behind عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ from the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. It does not befit them that the Prophet ﷺ is going with 30,000 people 
500 plus kilometers all the way to the book and here you are sitting at home here you are sitting in your garden enjoying the shades and cool waters while the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is suffering from thirst and fatigue does it make sense what do we learn the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam should be more beloved to us than who some strange people yeah than who our parents our children our wealth and ourselves if we want comfort for ourselves rest enjoyment how can we not like that for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam if the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam suffered in the way of allah then how can we prefer comfort for ourselves if the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam went through so much difficulty in receiving the quran alone that on a cold night he would begin to sweat are you sweating right now i'm sure many of you are because it's hot in the room the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam suffered more than us when the wahi came to him on a cold night he would begin to sweat so whenever we're suffering in the way of allah always remember the sufferings of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam if he went through so much hardship to receive the quran to pass on the quran traveling in order to defend this religion in order to establish this religion so that we have islam today then how tell me how how can we think we don't have to do anything for the sake of allah We don't need to learn the Quran. We don't need to strive in order to understand the meanings of the Quran. We don't need to spend 20 minutes doing our lesson. How? How? How can it be fair? مَا كَانَ لِأَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُمْ مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ أَنْ يَتَخَلَّفُوا عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ It doesn't befit them. The Prophet ﷺ underwent so much hardship. and we only prefer comfort for ourselves he strove in order to convey and here we are with the deen busy making our homes busy establishing our worldly lives forgetting the religion not knowing the meaning of the quran not knowing the words of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam not taking his mission forward because we are in a phase of life where our family is more important to us it doesn't befit a believer to do that if he truly loves the messenger then he will be on the path of the messenger then he will be doing the same thing that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam did the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam knew the quran the believer will also strive to learn the quran the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam conveyed the quran the believer will also strive to convey it the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam spent in the way of allah the one who truly believes in the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will also spend in the way of allah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam went for battle when his grandchild was dying when his daughter was dying you know badr usman radhiyallahu anhu was not able to participate in badr why because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's daughter was in medina sick almost dying Imagine your daughter is dying and you have to go for battle to defend the religion of Allah. He did that. We are barely sick that we want to stay behind. We don't want to come forward 
to recite the Qur'an. We don't want to come forward to know the Qur'an. We don't want to come forward to read the ayah, to study the ayah that the Prophet ﷺ underwent so much difficulty to receive and pass on. Think about it. مَا كَانَ لِأَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُمْ مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ أَنْ يَتَخَلَّفُوا عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ وَلَا أَنْ نَعْتْ يَرْغَبُوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَنْ نَفْسِهِ يَرْغَبُوا is from رَغْبَةِ and رَغْبَةِ is to incline towards someone. But over here, يَرْغَبُوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ with themselves عَنْ نَفْسِهِ it's being followed by an, so it means to incline away. In other words, it does not befit them to incline away from the Prophet ﷺ towards who? Towards anfusihim, themselves. In other words, that they prefer themselves over Rasulullah ﷺ. They want to sit at home and enjoy while Rasulullah ﷺ suffered for so many years. This doesn't befit a believer. It doesn't befit them. We learn about a companion who stayed back initially from Tabuk. He went to his orchard, sat in the cool shade on a ground that was made cool by sprinkling water, and he was brought freshly picked bunches of dates. And as he was about to have them, he remembered Rasulullah He's out under the heat of the sun, walking through the desert, going towards Tabuk, he said, this doesn't make sense. So he put those dates away, that water away, got out, got his animal, and ran to join the Prophet ﷺ. Because it doesn't befit a believer to prefer comfort for himself and difficulty for Rasulullah ﷺ. How can we be okay that people don't know about him, misunderstand him, his teachings, his life, and yet, we're okay in our houses. We say, oh yeah, it's their problem. The Prophet ﷺ is insulted today. Look down on his character. Is attacked. And yet, we're okay? If somebody were to attack us in this way, would we be okay? Would we just sit in our houses? No. What would we do? We would get up and do something. Write something. Talk to someone. Learn. Go and do something to defend yourself. Then how is it that for Rasulullah ﷺ, for the Qur'an that he received and conveyed, we think it's okay? It's not a big deal? Another reason why they should not be okay with this is because ذَلِكَ that بِأَنَّهُمْ Because indeed they لَا يُصِيبُهُمْ It does not reach them on Any thirst. Are you thirsty? Perhaps. وَلَا نَصَبٌ And nor any fatigue. Nasab Physical exhaustion. وَلَا مَخْمَصَةٌ Nor any hunger. مَخْمَصَةٌ Extreme hunger. You hungry? فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ In the way of Allah. Any person who suffers from thirst, fatigue, or hunger in the way of Allah. What else? وَلَا يَطَعُونَ And nor do they trod. مَوْطِئًا Any path. Meaning they do not take any step walking where in the way of Allah, that يَغِيظُ It enrages الْكُفَّارَ The disbelievers, meaning by which their enemy gets very upset, very angry. Fifth, وَلَا يَنَالُونَ مِنْ عَدُوِّ النَّيْلَ يَنَالُونَ from nail. What does nail mean? To attain. They do not get anything from the enemy. Meaning, any victory, any booty. 
whatever they gain from the enemy, for all of these things, what does Allah say? إِلَّا إِكْسَبْتْ كُتِبَ لَهُمْ It is written for them. What is written for them? Be for it عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ A good deed. A good deed. A good deed written for what? For what? What does it say in the ayah? Thirst, fatigue, hunger, taking a step on any path in the way of Allah and attaining any kind of success, little or big, any success in the way of Allah. For every little thing that a person does in the way of Allah, suffers in the way of Allah, what does he get in return? إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُمْ بِهِ عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ A good deed. So if you're hungry now, and you're thirsty now, and your legs are hurting now, and your hand is hurting now, because you're in the way of Allah, you're sitting learning the Qur'an, Allah's book, then remind yourself, I should not get up and go with an excuse to get a glass of water. I should hold on for a little bit longer, because I am hoping for what? Reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amalun salih. Inna allaha la yudhi'u ajr al-muhsineen. Indeed, Allah does not waste the reward of those who do good. Those who do good, Allah does not waste their reward. So after this ayah, who has the permission to stay back? Who? Nobody. Why? Because A, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam suffered in the way of Allah. So who do you think you are that you don't need to go out in the way of Allah? And B, because whatever you do, whatever you suffer in God's way, you are being rewarded for it. So how can you stay back? Think about it. You could be sitting in your home in front of a television with the window open, nice sunlight coming in, nice breeze, with a cup of tea or pop or whatever you like in your hand, enjoying yourself. But is there a difference in that state and in your present state? Is there a difference? A big difference for sure. There you would be comfortable. Here, you're suffering a little bit. But at the same time, you're getting something. What are you getting? You're getting closer to your destination. And at the same time, for every moment, you're getting rewarded also, inshallah. Amalun salih. In a hadith, we learn that each time a person goes to the masjid, in the morning, in the evening, Allah prepares for him nuzul in jannah. What is nuzul? What you prepare for a guest. So for each time that a person goes to the masjid, morning, evening, Allah prepares for him nuzul in jannah. So if a person keeps that in mind, Allah is going to give me something better in return. Then what happens? Your striving becomes easier to bear. You have more motivation to strive in the way of Allah. وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ And they do not spend نَفَقَةً Any expenditure صَغِيرَةً Small وَلَا كَبِيرَةً Nor big. Any, any kind of money they spend in the way of Allah. A little or a lot. There were some companions who came and poured you know, heaps and heaps of money in the lap of the Prophet ﷺ for the expedition to the book. And there were others who brought only a handful of dates. Allah says, whatever it is that you spend in the way of Allah, what are you getting in return? Reward. وَلَا يَقْطَعُونَ Nor do they cut, meaning they cross. وَادِيًا any valley. Wadi, 
is a passageway between mountains. So any valley they cross, any money they spend, illa except kutiba lahum, it is written for them. Their good deeds are written for them. لِيَجْزِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ So that Allah may reward them with the best of what they used to do. Allah will reward them generously for these best deeds that they're performing. And this is the reason why when a person steps out of his house for the sake of Allah, whether he is going to the masjid or he's going to seek knowledge, when he steps out of his house, in the way of Allah, then from the moment he steps out to the moment he returns, he is where? In the way of Allah. What is he getting? Ajr. When a person walks to the masjid, for every step he takes, you know what we learn in hadith in Bukhari? A khati'ah, a sin is erased. A daraja, a rank is raised. Imagine, a sin is erased and a rank is raised. For what? walking towards the masjid for prayer. Anything that a person does for the sake of Allah, he goes out of the house. He's being rewarded for it. So why stay back? Do you get rewarded with money on your way to the mall and back from the mall? No, you only spend and lose. Right? Whether it's in the form of a bus ticket or it's in the form of you know your gas or whatever it may be. But when you're in the way of Allah, remember every step Counts. Every step is recorded and will be rewarded. Will be rewarded. But it's when we take those steps. And it's when we hope for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We go happily for our own enjoyment, for worldly benefits. Do we go happily in the way of Allah? Think about it. وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ نَفَقَةً صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً Any money they spend in the way of Allah, little or a lot, they're being rewarded for it. So whether it's in the form of fees that we have to pay for this education that we're getting, or it is in the form of purchasing books, or it is in the form of paying for your gas, whatever it may be, hope for ajr. From who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the highest paying job the highest paying job is what? Being in the way of Allah. Because you're paid for every moment. For your thirst and hunger even. You know like people who have clients and then what do they do? They bill them, right? For what? For every hour of work that they've put in. For maybe driving to a particular location. Do they charge them that I was very thirsty when I was doing this work for you? So therefore you have to give me 5% more. Can they do that? No. Can they say that I was really tired, my back was aching because I was sitting for two hours working on your file. This is why you have to pay me 20% more. Can they do that? No. If you said something like this, what will they say? Too bad. You were suffering too bad. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He rewards a person for his effort even. So never stay back in striving in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every bit of effort is worth it. Every moment, every striving, every pain is worth it. On the day of judgment, the shaheed will come. How? With his wounds, you know, still bleeding. But that blood will be like light and fragrance of musk will be coming from there. Why? 
so that it is known this person was shaheed, this person died in the way of Allah, and Allah will reward him from that moment. Actually, even before that, in the barzakh even, he's being rewarded. So it doesn't matter what we suffer. Your eyes are hurting, your ears are hurting, head is hurting. You know what? Alhamdulillah, alhamidun. Then alhamdulillah. Your fingers hurting. Things happen. And these things happen even if you're sitting. Even after sleeping, you get a headache. Don't you? So why not get a headache in the way of Allah so that at least you can get ajr? At least you can get ajr. You're going to suffer anyway. Might as well suffer in the way of Allah. Now with all of this reward, that is guaranteed for people who go out in the way of Allah, the Sahaba thought that this is the only way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarifies, وَمَا كَانَ And it is not. الْمُؤْمِنُونَ For the believers, لِيَنْفِرُوا That they all go forth كَافَةً Entirely. كَافَةً كَافَةً Entirely. All of them. At once. Meaning, this is not required from the believers that every single one of them must participate in battle always. Because remember that the expedition to the book was an exceptional situation in which the Prophet ﷺ made it clear to everyone that every single person had to participate. However, Allah clarifies that this is not the norm. This is not the norm. Every person is not always required to go for battle. While there are people who are going for battle, there should also be people who dedicatedly go out to do something else also. You understand? Some people should go out for battle, but there are others who must go out for something else also. And what is that something else? Allah says, فَلَوْلَا So why not? Nafara, He went out. مِنْ كُلِّ فِرْقَةٍ From every group, minhum from them, meaning every group of believers, from every city, from every tribe, from every community, a group, طَائِفَةٌ A smaller group should go out. For what purpose? لِيَتَفَقَّهُ فِي الدِّينِ So that they can develop understanding of religion. يَتَفَقَّهُ From fiqh. Fiqh is what? Clear understanding of something so that you are able to implement it and also pass it on. Fiqh, when you've really gotten it. When you get something, you can apply it and you can also explain it to somebody. But if it's not clear to you, can you apply it? No. Can you pass it on? No. Because you'll be asked about something and you'll be like, I don't know. So, لِيَتَفَقَّهُ فِي الدِّينِ a group of people should also dedicate themselves to learning the religion. And so that they should warn their people, the rest of the people who didn't go out to learn, when they will return to them. So that they can also be cautious. Because you see, people are not born with knowledge. Are they? Were you born with the knowledge of the Quran? No. Knowledge you have to learn. Correct? And every single person is in need of learning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatest rights upon people are what? That people should believe in Him alone. They should have faith in Him. They should worship Him. They should obey Him. These are Allah's rights upon His servants. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for His worship alone. And it's necessary that we give these rights to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for this reason, we need to learn and we need to be reminded also. So some people should dedicate themselves to what? Learning the religion 
and teaching it to others so that no Muslim remains ignorant. So that Qur'an can be for all in every hand and in every heart. Because Qur'an is for who? For who? Just the people who can dedicate two days a week or five days a week in order to learn the Qur'an? Is it just for them? It's for every single person. For you, your father, your mother, your husband, your children, every single person. So what do we learn over here? That while some people are dedicated warriors, other people must be dedicated learners and teachers. Because war is not always needed. Right? There are times when there will be war. And there will be other times when there will be peace. Yes, the borders need to be guarded. But you know what is needed all the time? What? Knowledge. This is why we see that when the Prophet ﷺ was told to do jihad, in Makkah he was told, وَجَاهِدْهُمْ بِهِ جِهَادٍ كَبِيرًا With the Qur'an. Do jihad with the Qur'an. Strive with the Qur'an. Meaning pass it on. Pass it on. This is your striving. And this is the reason why the ulama have said that yes, going for battle you know, against the enemy is necessary, it is important. But because of this ayah, they say that this kind of jihad is also necessary. With jihad? Learning and teaching. And tell me, my dear sisters, isn't learning a jihad? Where you have to fight against yourself and your sleep and push yourself to get up Open your book and learn. You don't get it? Put your mind to it. You don't get it? Ask. Listen. Read. Find out. Research. It's more of a struggle. For some people, knowledge comes very easy. But for others, it's very, very difficult. They have to strive a lot. And we see that the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, this is what they did. A group of them would come from every tribe, from every city. They would come stay with the Prophet ﷺ and learn and then go back. We learned that about 20 some men, once they came to the Prophet ﷺ, not 20 some men, it was a group of some youth. They came to the Prophet ﷺ in Medina, they stayed and they learned from him. After about 20 days, the Prophet ﷺ noticed on their faces that they were missing their families. So he asked them, who have you left behind? And they said, you know, my wife and my children and my this one and my that one. So the Prophet ﷺ told them to go home. And he told them that pray this salah at this time. Pray this salah at this time because now you have the knowledge. When the time for prayer enters, one of you should give the adhan and the eldest of you should lead the rest in prayer. So what happened? This group of people, they came, they learned, and then they went back home. Right? So likewise, many of you, you come, for two days you learn and then you go back to your school or your university or your workplace. Now when you go to your school, what's your responsibility? Forget what you learned over the weekend. Yeah? What is your responsibility? Everyone is not able to come and take a course. Everyone is not able to come and study for long hours. But those who can, it is their responsibility to teach those who don't know. Your husband might be busy working because he has to provide for you and your family. Why should he be deprived of learning? Right? Likewise, your sister, your father, your brother, your friends, maybe they don't have that support system to be able to come and learn. So you who is gathering this knowledge, this gold, this treasure, what is your responsibility? Share it. 
لينذروا قومهم اذا رجعوا اليهم لعلهم يحضرون then Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who have believed, qatilu alladheena yalunakum min al-kuffar. Fight against those people who are closer to you from among the disbelievers. Yalunakum is from waulam ya. Waliya means to be near. So fight the enemy. Which enemy? That is closest to you. Don't reach out for the enemy that is farthest to you. Because think about it, if you tackle the challenge that is closest, then you can reach the one that is farthest. Right? But if you start with the one that is farthest, then what will happen? You'll get nowhere. You'll get nothing done. Right? So for example, if there's a big mess, and you want to clear it up, what should you start with? That which is closest to you. Right? So start with your own bed. Start with your own room. Start with what is closest to you. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ did. First of all, he dealt with who? The mushrikeen of Makkah. Right? From Makkah, then Ta'if. After the conquest, he dealt with who? The people of Ta'if. And then after that, the other people who were in Arabia, fighting against the Muslims, the Prophet ﷺ also dealt with them. And then when Arabia was in control, then what happened? The Prophet ﷺ reached outside. The Romans, the book, took place. So this is the order when it comes to battle and also in general life. This is a very important rule. Start, begin with what is closest to you. If you want to give charity, Give to who? Those who are closest to you. If you want to be good to others, begin with who? Your family. وَلْيَجِدُوا فِيكُمْ غِلْضَةِ And they should find in you غِلْضَةِ Meaning your enemy should find in you harshness. Don't be too gentle and sweet with them because come on, they're supposed to be your enemy. They're waging war against you. They're coming to kill you. And if you show up in front of them as if you don't mind what they're doing, then what's going to happen to you? You're going to be finished by them. So be a little tough with your enemy. وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الْمُتَّقِينَ And know that indeed Allah is with those people who fear Allah. Allah says, وَإِذَا And whenever. إِذَا مَا Each time. أُنزِلَتْ سُورَةٌ A surah is revealed. فَمِنْهُمْ So among them, meaning among the people, are who? مَنْ يَقُولُ Those who say, أَيُّكُمْ زَادَتْهُ هَذِهِ إِيمَانًا Which of you? were increased in iman because of this. What difference did this surah make to you? Surah Tawbah is a surah that shakes you. It really makes you open your eyes and think about your intentions and think about your actions and what you're doing. Analyze yourself. It really makes you look at yourself critically. But despite that, there are some people who they go through the surah and they say, you know what? Didn't make a difference to my faith. Allah says, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا As for those who believe, فَزَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَهُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ It increases them in iman and they rejoice. They look at the positives. Yes, I've made a mistake, but أَتَّائِبُونَ They rejoice, they're happy. But وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضْ As for those people in whose hearts is a disease, what happens? فَزَادَتْهُمْ رِجْسًا إِلَى رِجْسِهِمْ It increases them. Filth upon filth. They're already filthy. So when water will fall on filth, what will happen to that filth? It will spread. Isn't it? It will become even more nasty. رِجْسًا إِلَى رِجْسِهِمْ وَمَاتُوا وَهُمْ كَافِرُونَ And they die while they're still believers. So even a surah like At-Tawbah that exposes the hypocrites, reveals their innermost weaknesses and hidden conspiracies, their faults are laid open. Do they repent? They don't repent. 
imagine after this surah also there were the munafiqeen who did not repent at all 80 people came and lied to the face of rasulullah imagine they lied allah says awala yarawna do they not see that annahum yuftanuna that indeed they are put to trial test fi kulli amin every year maratan once aw maratayn or at least twice every year at least once or twice something disastrous happens in their life summa la yatubun then still they don't repent wala hum yadhakkarun and they don't take a lesson we're always going through tests in life right every day there's something or the other you hit yourself here you bump yourself there you get a cut here right something or the other happens but if you think about it every year at least one major incident happens right somebody dies or you became extremely sick or you lost money you lost your job somebody their attitude towards you completely changed i mean something major happens at least once or twice a year doesn't it doesn't it does you fail an exam your friend leaves you it happens why does it happen why do these difficulties happen in our lives to humble us to make us do tauba to make us turn back to allah but a hypocrite what happens to him in a hadith we learn when a hypocrite becomes ill and then is cured meaning he falls extremely sick and allah cures him he was sick in bed for so long unable to do anything helpless and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cures him a hypocrite he is like a camel in other words we learn donkey which has been tethered and let loose by its owners meaning a camel that was tied up and then it was let loose but the camel has no idea why the master tethered it why the master tied it up and why the master let it free he doesn't know he doesn't take any lesson he says yeah i got sick and then yeah i'm okay now doesn't have any impact on his life doesn't change him but a believer when even a little bit of you know disaster hits him in life he realizes something must have happened something must have happened i must have done something so he turns to allah la ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntu minal zalimin i've done something wrong allah show me what i did he reflects analyzes himself learns a lesson and improves but a hypocrite doesn't wa idha ma unzilat suratun and whenever a surah is revealed what's the reaction of the hypocrites nadara ba'dhum ila ba'dhin they look at each other imagine a gathering of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he is reciting the quran people are listening why are they listening in order to reflect on the verses analyze themselves okay what are we supposed to do do these ayat tell me about a mistake that perhaps i've made a deficiency that i find in myself everybody is busy reflecting on themselves but the hypocrites what do they do they're so disinterested they start looking at each other looking at each other with this you know question hal yaraakum min ahad is anybody looking at you anybody looking yeah abu bakr is crying umar is looking that way okay nobody is looking samban sarafu then they get up and go mean they quickly go away why they have no interest in learning they have no interest in reflecting samban sarafu they get up and leave allah sa saraf allah qulubahum Allah will turn their hearts away bi'annahum qaumun la yafqahun because there are people who don't understand they are so disinterested 
So what happens? Allah turns their hearts away. This is why even a surah like At-Tawbah, they don't understand from it. They don't see, they don't learn, they don't do any good, they don't change. Because change is possible when? After reflection. After you're interested. If you're not interested in changing, who can change you? Nobody can. So when they're not interested, they're also deprived. Allah addresses all the believers. لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ Oh believers, realize. Realize the blessing that you've got. لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ A messenger has come to you from yourselves, a human being like you. عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ Very difficult upon him is that which you suffer. عَزِيزٌ is to be mighty, strong. عَزِيزٌ عَلَى is when something is very hard and difficult upon someone. So what is very hard and difficult upon the Prophet ﷺ to bear? مَا عَنِتُّمْ Which you suffer. عَنِتُّمْ from عَيْنُونْتَ You're suffering. So when you go to the book and you're suffering, it's very hard for the Prophet ﷺ to see you suffer. Think about it. There are leaders who are tyrants, who put their people to difficulty and sit in the comfort of their homes. But the Prophet ﷺ, did he stay in Medina and send the Muslims to the book? He was with them. عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِمَا عَنِتُّمْ He was compassionate. He was caring, very, very caring about them. حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ حَرِيص حِرص حَرَصَ To be greedy, want something badly. What does he want for you? He's very, very eager for you. Meaning he wants every good thing for you. So if he treated Ka'ab bin Malik like that and his companions for 50 days, why? It was out of compassion for them because he wanted the best for them. He wanted forgiveness for them. And in general also, if the messenger commands us anything, it is because what? He wants good for us. This is why in hadith we learn, there's nothing good that will take you to Jannah except that I've told you about it. And there's nothing bad that will take you to hellfire except that I've warned you against it. حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ With the believers, he's kind and merciful. He's very sincere to you. He cares for you. Do you care about him? Do you love him? Do you know him? Do you know what he went through for you? فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا But if they turn away, who turns away? All the people who are invited to do tawbah. If the mushrikeen, they turn away. The munafiqeen, they turn away. Amongst the believers, there are people whom you tell them, come forward, do this. But they delay, they procrastinate, they stay behind. If they turn away, the Prophet ﷺ is told, فَقُلْ Then you should say, Hasbi Allah. Allah is enough for me. You see, the surah was revealed at the end of the Prophet's life, right? After the book. The book was the last expedition. Soon after, the Prophet ﷺ passed away. Hajjat al-Wada'ah took place and soon after that he passed away. So the Prophet ﷺ is told over here, and through him indirectly, we are being informed that if you leave the Prophet, don't follow his way, don't listen to him, then you know what? He doesn't need you. The Prophet is told, فَقُلْ حَسْبِيَ اللَّهِ Sufficient for me is Allah. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ There is no God but Him. عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ Upon Him I trust. وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ He is the Lord of the great, the great throne. 
There is no throne that is greater than the throne of Allah. And there is no one who is greater than Allah. Who is with Rasulullah? Who will help him? Allah. Allah was sufficient for you before, and He will be sufficient for you forever and always. So if the people abandon you, doesn't matter. They don't do tawbah, they don't change their ways, doesn't matter. All the prophets relied upon Allah, and Allah granted them success. So in this surah, all of us are invited to really reflect on ourselves. What is the state of our faith? What is the state of our commitment with Allah's religion, with Allah's book? And what is our attitude with Rasulullah wasallam? He who sacrificed everything he had for the religion that we could have today, what are we doing to learn this deen? How seriously are we learning it? How seriously are we understanding it, implementing it? And if we don't implement, we don't learn, then you know what? Allah has many junood. He has many armies. There are 70,000 angels who do sajda every day, who visit Baytul Ma'mur to worship Allah daily, and they never get a chance again. Because there are so many of them. You think Allah needs us, 300 people here? No, He doesn't. The Qur'an was there before we came. The Qur'an is there today. And the Qur'an will continue. The Prophet's legacy will continue. It's up to us. Do we turn to Allah to be a part of this legacy? Or do we say, I'm okay in my own home. I'm enjoying my life. I'm fine. How long are we going to enjoy it for? Recitation. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqu allaha wa koonu ma'as sadiqeen Ma kana li ahli al-madinati wa man hawlahum minal a'rabi an yatakhallafu an rasulillahi wa la yarrabu وَلَا يَرْغَبُوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَنْ نَفْسِهِ ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ لَا يُصِيبُهُمْ ظَمَأٌ وَلَا نَصَبٌ وَلَا مَخْمَصَةٌ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَطَعُونَ وَلَا يَطَعُونَ مَوْطِئًا يَغِيظُ الْكُفَّارَ وَلَا يَنَالُونَ مِنْ عَدُوٍ نَيْلًا إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُمْ بِهِ عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ نَفَقَةً صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً وَلَا يَقْطَعُونَ وَادِيًا إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُمْ إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُمْ لِيَجْزِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ وَمَا كَانَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لِيَنْفِرُوا كَافَّةً 
فَلَوْلَا نَفَرَ مِنْ كُلِّ فِرْقَةٍ مِنْهُمْ طَائِفَةٌ لِيَتَفَقَّهُوا فِي الدِّينِ لِيَتَفَقَّهُوا فِي الدِّينِ وَلِيُنْذِرُوا قَوْمَهُمْ إِذَا رَجَعُوا إِلَيْهِمْ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَحْذَرُونَ يا ايها الذين امنوا قاتلوا الذين يلونكم من الكفار وليجدوا فيكم غلظا واعلموا ان الله مع المتقين واذا ما فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُ أَيُّكُمْ زَادَتْهُ هَذِهِ إِيمَانًا فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَزَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَهُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ ثم لا يتوبون ولا هم يذكرون وإذا ما أنزلت سورة نظر بعضهم إلى بعض هل يراكم من أحد ثم صرفوا صرف الله قلوبهم بأنهم قوم لا يفقهون لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته